and that's yeah, basically I, the gist of it. Yeah, I saw you. You, you posted. Um, I think it was on your story that you had posted uh, uh, like a range day photo, and I happened yeah. to be on the range, so I was like, I replied to the story. I was like, "Hey, man, that's so cool. You know, it's yeah. cool that you're out there. You know, way to go on that stuff." Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, as as you were turning your page more over to to focusing just on the on the firearms aspect of stuff. Um, I just thought it was really cool. I was like, ah, it's that's sweet to just to to see that. I mean, there's there's so many different pages out there, but I really like seeing that. I like seeing you know that sort of stuff. And it's cool people going out and you know practicing and learning and just talking with other people and sharing their knowledge. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's awesome that you like because I, I I was when I first started transferring the Lego page into a gun page I was like oh mm-hmm. man I really don't know what like most of my followers or like the Lego followers were gonna yeah play. yeah yeah and I think it was really cool when I started seeing that actually quite a few of them were actually into that and you know you and others were like telling me about like all like the like the builds that are working on and what stuff they're recently buying and I'm like wow mm-hmm. I I actually did not expect this this is really awesome so right. I don't know it was actually a, a wonderful surprise I, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm glad that, that you got that, that output from other people. No, that's, um, that's really cool. What's your background in like firearms? Do you have any kind of like, any kind of like military, uh, cop experience or are you just yeah. kind of, yes, like us. So I, uh, I started out, I was working at a gun store, um, mm-hmm. and I worked at a gun store for, for a long time. Um, I got my, you know, my, my armorer's license. Um, I was oh, doing wow. with that, uh, which is really cool. Uh, and right now I'm a cop. Uh, so oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, so that's just kind of what I've been doing up here. Oh, okay. Uh, and that, that just keeps me busy. So <laughs> I, we were talking about being on night shift. So, um, I'm, I'm switching over my schedule right now. Cause we do a, it's a three months on three months off, um, mm. the night shift. So, wow. Wow. It's like, yeah, that's going to be intense. You said 12 hours, right? Yeah. They're just 12. I mean, and you know, it's, it's 12 hour shifts there. I like that because it's the like your two days on, two days off, which is which is pretty cool. That's awesome. It definitely sounds like uh, you know because so because like the way we look at it, like we're we're basically just two dudes that like to shoot, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, it's really cool kind of like getting someone that has more of like uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if we're necessarily like technical or just kind of like experienced position, but I mean, how how long have you uh, how long have you been a cop? So uh, I've done it for three years. Okay. Um, so still, you know, brand new to the game. Um, mm. but I've been, I've been avid shooting for, for quite a bit of time. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did you like, did you like grow up shooting or did you get into it when you were older? I, I got into it more. Um, so I moved, uh, I, I moved up to Alaska. I wasn't originally from Alaska. Um, mm. and I moved up to Alaska in 2012 mm. and and it's kind of a different different culture on on how things are done here, um, and I got a lot of friends that were were into shooting um, and hunting, and we go hunting and stuff together. Um, and that's just that kind of is what got me into it, uh, and I, you know, it became a passion of mine. And just from there, uh, then I, you know, I got the job. I started working at, like I said, at a, at a gun store. Uh, I was, you know, selling guns. And I started, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I, I kind of like a more technical aspect of mm-hmm. working on them and seeing how they, how they work and, and how they move and the, just the different, different parts of them. Uh, so I started doing that more. 
Um, and then I just kind of rolled into to doing what I'm doing now. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, because, you know, so, you know, obviously, like, I'm, we, I'm not necessarily speaking from an experienced position here, mm-hmm. but it seems to be the case that there's a lot of there's a lot of people in law enforcement who really know what they're doing. And it mm-hmm. also seems like there's maybe sometimes some people in law enforcement, like when it comes to like the weapon side of it, that maybe don't necessarily know what they're doing. And I'm not saying that from like a yeah. qualified position, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, it probably stands to reason that you're like a really good shot. I mean, do you, have you, I guess what I'm asking is like, you know, well, have you seen that? Have you noticed that, that there's like some cops who maybe don't really have like the best weapon skills? Yeah. I mean, um, I think where, where it comes from is, uh, is like a lack of funding, uh, with a lot of departments really? as well as, as like this complacency, um, with, with your skills, you know, you go out and you, you do your, your qualification, you qualify with it. And, um, if you don't, it's a perishable skill, you know, just like working out, um, just like, like any other skill, um, it's, it's perishable. And if you don't keep up with it, uh, it's, it's something that goes down. I mean, I, I know personally for me, you know, um, I, I shoot a lot, but if I, you know, go a good amount of time without it, you know, I still have a lot of the muscle memory that comes back to that stuff, but it's not necessarily going to be as good as it was if I was shooting, you know, regularly, you know, doing those, those drills kind of like, you know, um, you get sick and you're, you know, you're bedridden for like a couple weeks or something. You're not just going to be able to go right back to the gym and be hitting the, you know, the same intensity that you were doing right, right before right. you're going to feel it more. Um, so I think there's, there's some of those issues with that, um, uh, where I was saying kind of with the, with the, the funding issues. I mean, I think I'm, I'm lucky enough that, uh, our, our department's awesome with that mm-hmm. stuff. And they really focus yeah. on, on, uh, taking care of their officers. Um, and I think, uh, you know, a lot of departments do that, but there's like the whole, uh, issue of just, you know, how much time they can resources that they can allocate to, to give because it takes, you know, it takes a lot, you know, we have in-house instructors, you know, there's just officers that because, you know, we're way up here, there's mm-hmm. officers that go down, they send a couple people down to a class to learn how to become, you know, an instructor in something. So then they can come back up and, and teach. But at the same time, you know, they also still have to do their regular job. Um, and it's just kind of the timing with that. Uh, that what? Yeah, I mean, I definitely wonder. It's got to be kind of a, a different thing up in Alaska, right? I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, I've, I've never been up there. I don't really know what it's like. But I mean, would you? Are you in kind of like one of the bigger cities, small town, like? So I lived in a bigger city for a while, but I'm in a smaller town now, and it's the dynamics are similar, but they're still, you know, it's. Well, the reason. So the reason I bring it up is because you mentioned like. You mentioned, um, you know, having to like send people down, I, I assume like down to the lower 48, right. To like mm-hmm. take class stuff. That's what, yeah. that's what to me definitely seems like it could be a challenge kind of like not necessarily being connected to all of the resources that you might want. And, you know, I can also, I mean, it also makes me think that like, I can just see maybe that there's some unique circumstances that you'd have to deal with being up in that climate, you know, like, like whether it's traffic and I, I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to like probe on the law enforcement thing, but it's just, 
<laughs> I, it, it is interesting to me because it, you know, um, I don't, I don't know, like maybe I have this, you know, weird fantasy view of like what Alaska is like, but it definitely seems like there might be some unique challenges like, with them. Watching Alaska state troopers all the time. That's that TV show. And you know, oh, oh, is that a show? I've, I've actually okay. never heard I didn't, that. I didn't know. That's like, no, no, no. That's a question. So we get, you know, we get tourists coming in. They're like, Oh, have you ever been on Alaska state troopers? <laughs> like, no, no, that's, I haven't been on that show. Uh, you, oh, know, like, nice. you know people because it's you know there's there's not that many of them. So you know yeah. people on the show, but um, I mean, I I, I worked down south doing any of that, so I, I can't really speak on on the differences of mm. that. Uh, maybe in like Minnesota, you'd be directing traffic in a blizzard in twenty below for a couple hours. That would be yeah. the only other state I can think of where you'd be getting that. So, I mean, that's that's stuff that we deal with up here. Um, I mean, there's not much, much traffic up here. I'm, I'm curious how much is like wilderness training as well. Like in terms of like, you have to know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what it's like in terms of like mm-hmm. small town, but how much do you guys have to be prepared for that type of stuff? So, I mean, we, we, we go through, you know, some of those, those kind of training things, but nothing, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing too, too intense as, as a municipal officer. Awesome. Uh, uh, you do, we did do uh like cold water survival. Oh, which was, which oh was, wow. Is, you know, cause there's so much of, of Alaska's communities are on the coastline. Yeah. Um, so you gotta be, or by major rivers and lakes. So you gotta kind of be uh, able to deal with, you know, frigid and freezing temperatures and, and you know, what's going to happen. So like they have a, um, they'll do, they do a whole bunch of, there's a lot of water related stuff they do. So they put you in like, um, it's a simulated vehicle and you're mm. seat in and then that goes in the water and you can get oh. out and go through the window and stuff like that. Oh, wow. Um, oh, that sounds, that sounds intense. It's, it's cool. It's kind of cool. Um, it's basically, they have this, uh, uh, and you can, you can find videos of it. Um, like the different graduating classes, mm-hmm. uh, they, they'll make videos and they end up online. Uh, but it's like this steel box that they've made, uh, mm-hmm. it's got fiberglass windows on it. And then there's like a car seat and you know, you're, your seatbelts on there and they oh. throw you in the, in the, in the tank and you have to, you know, wait and get on out. So it's cool. You know, that was cool. Um, and then, like I said, for, for cold water survival, um, I, I don't know. I think they, they, they kind of take a, a book out of like, uh, I don't know if it's like the coast guard or, or whatever their, their cold water survival is. Um, but you know, you're, you're going in there first and like your Gumby suit um, and you're, you're, practicing getting in like survival rafts and getting out of it um and then you're getting out and you're just putting on like you know you're down in your little skibbies and you've got like a regular life preserver on they're like all right go back in you know oh, in there and you're doing the different rescue positions oh that's gonna be rough uh, freezing freezing your balls off <laughs> yeah no, um, no kidding it's, um it's, it's all good fun so no I, that sounds awesome mm-hmm. um Tudor and I were wondering before uh, before we did this, we were kind of wondering what are the gun laws like up in Alaska. I mean, I I would like to assume that they're pretty pretty lax, but I don't know. Um, yeah. Alaska's like I've heard Alaska's like weirdly liberal about some stuff, isn't it? So what I what I think I like about Alaska the most, um, and which is one of the main reasons why I've kind of stayed here, um, is you can kind of do whatever you want. Like people leave other people be, you know. Um, there's, uh, it's, it, they, they call it like the last frontier, 
you know, it's like the, it's the last great uh, wild west almost. Um, and as long as you're not bugging somebody else, nobody really gets in your way. Um, as far as, as like gun laws go, um, it's, you don't have to, I mean, it's a, it's a free carry state. You don't have to have your uh, concealed carry. You can open carry and concealed carry without a permit uh, in Alaska, which is pretty cool. I mean, I have my concealed carry. I think it's a great class. I think everybody should, should take a concealed carry class because, you know, it, it teaches you a lot about the laws, specifically to your state of what you can and cannot do. Um, so like in Alaska, it's a stand your ground state. So, you know, whether you're in your house or, you know, on the street, um, you can, you can stand your ground in a situation. Whereas, you know, I know it's like some states is like, okay, you have to retreat as far back as it's like reasonably possible. Um, again, I don't, I don't know all the laws on that stuff. Um, but for, for Alaska, um, I mean, a lot of people, people carry guns. There's kind of a, a joke about there's not a lot of road rage in Alaska because everybody knows everybody has a gun. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you don't yeah. get a lot of road rage here. Nobody's getting out of their vehicle with like a, a tire iron, like, what the hell are you looking at me for? You know, because uh, they're nice. like, wait, how did I get up here so fast? Pearly <laughs> 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 gates already. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Um, but I think for that, um, I think it was pretty cool. Uh, with the with the laws here um, being the way they are, um, there's no bans on on like firearms. I don't think we have like there's no um, uh, like mag capacity bans. Um, like as long as you have like for full auto, if you got a class three license, you can you know you can own one. Um, you know you can still get suppressors and you know all the the more whatever you know all the different special things you want to get for your your, your firearms. Yeah, we're, um, I mean, we're basically, we're the exact same down here in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally, it literally is the wild west down here. And, um, it's funny because I I know a guy who works in law enforcement Mm -hmm. and, you know, he would pull over people with like California plates and, you know, cause obviously like the gun laws, it's just like, it's a completely different world. Like California, Mm -hmm. Arizona, he said he'd like pull over people with California plates and like, they'd be like, they'd be like, you know, in some like, freaking Prius or something and they'd be sticking their hands out the window and they'd be like, we have, we have a, we have a handgun in the glove compartment. Like, and he'd be like, dude, it's Arizona. Like, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, too funny. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, think, I mean, every, every state's different. And, you know, for those things, people, everybody acts different on those. Oh, things. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned etiquette. And so before we started, I was actually texting Jonah. I was like, dude, I just came off the range. And like, like, so the buddy I was with, uh, like we, we were on the range in the middle of nowhere and we were like in this like pit surrounded by hills, like up on a hillside essentially. And like this dude starts coming off the hillside, like on, on our left. And he starts yelling at us like, guys, like I'm over there on the hillside. Like you're shooting at me. And I'm like, whoa okay for starters yeah. calm down like never start yelling and get getting mad at people with guns that, that's just a bad start from the get-go like like i'm obviously not going to shoot you but like just from terms of interaction like hmm. maybe start from a better better position but also we weren't shooting in his direction he just had a really bad attitude whatever but um anyways we talked to him we're like yo bro let's you know let's understand where you where you are we're gonna change our position where we're shooting so we're not shooting in your direction and either way, we were never shooting anywhere near him. We were literally shooting downrange in a completely opposite direction. 
Um, but this guy went back up his hill doing whatever he was. And we asked him, like, you know, what are you doing up there? He's like, I'm minding my <laughs> damn business. Minding my damn business. I'm like, all right. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And, and we asked him, like, dude, so what do you want us to do? Do you want us to go shoot in a different pit? What do you want? He's like, well, I don't know. It's a free country. But, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll just keep doing what we're doing. Anyways, we started trying to sight in my buddy's AR. And this guy comes back, like, you know, 10 minutes later yelling at us again he's like ah i can hear the ricochets going over my head and like at this point we're like clearly shooting in the opposite direction i'm like dude mm -hmm. listen if you want to come down here see where our targets are feel free like please come down here mm -hmm. you know because he's like 30 yards away from us yelling at us right and i'm like dude please just come into this pit see where we are see where we're shooting there's no way in hell it could be ricocheting to where you are and even if it was there's a hill that's like you know blocking those ricochets um I don't know. But basically, long story short, he was just really mad. He's like, I'm also into guns. I can seal carry. You know, you guys are such a bad representation of the sport and the hobby. You should be ashamed of yourself. You're acting like kids. And, you know, he started pulling up his shirt. He's like, I also can seal carry. And at that point, I'm like, oh, fuck, you might draw on us. Whoa, like, oh, shit. whoa, whoa. But, you know, yeah. But <laughs> luckily, luckily, this was like some fat, really chubby, like out of shape dude. Like, he, I, couldn't even fight. I don't think his gun was even on him. I couldn't see anything unless it was like hidden under his, like, like I don't know where. But like, mm -hmm. but like at that point, we're just like, all right, you know, Mr. Sir, like, we're done. We're going to go to a different range, like, end of yeah. discussion. And like, he keeps yelling at us in the entire time, I'm like, sir. This conversation's done. Like, we're yeah, leaving. Yeah. And he just keeps yelling us the entire yeah. time. And I'm like, all right. You know, in terms of range etiquette, I feel like people, like, some people are just completely stupid. <laughs> like, I don't well, I don't know what. we. Yeah, our, our range, I mean, we have we have a couple ranges here. And, you know, you got, for the most part, they're, you know, like, public ranges. There's no, like, you know, RSO or anything. You just kind of mm -hmm. go out there between the times that it's open. And, you know, it's either crowded or there's nobody there. Yeah. Um, and you'll get those. I mean, cause there's, I mean, there's hiking trails everywhere. People yeah. go hiking. Um, and yeah, you get those, you get those people that, you know, don't know what, you know, they're doing and you're there, you know, you're, you're sighted in and you're, you're looking down your scope and you see something move off in the corner and you pan over like, Oh, is there a deer down range? <laughs> like, nope. oh, some dude coming out of the bushes at the, you know, at the 400 yard line, just like, no. moseying across the range like what are you doing well for for us it's it's always like this eternal battle between um between the people that go out to shoot at the mm -hmm. cinder pits and then the people that like to take their atvs out there ah. it's like it's like a constant battle man and it's like dude we've been we've been out there and and you know we've had people do some crazy stuff man like we're oh, shooting yeah. against shooting against i mean like like tutor how high is that hill that's probably like oh, a that's good tall it's like a, it's, it's like, 30 a, it's like feet, 40 feet. Mm -hmm. I would say, I'd say like 40 feet, like, like, you know, yeah. like, like definitely a good backdrop. And we've had people like come up, like, like come up over in their ATV. Like they clearly, like they came like behind us, came down and like drove, like literally like down our firing line and, and like tried to like dust this out and be like, you know, like, like trying to prove a point. And it, it it's kind of scary because, you know, I mean, I don't know. I like it kind of brings to my mind, like this debate between like going out and just kind of like shooting shooting out in the woods, which I assume you can do in Alaska. Um, I mean, me personally, I'm not too keen on like indoor ranges or anything like that. I think mm -hmm. obviously if it's like, you know, if it's like the law enforcement, you know, owned range, that's totally different. Like, you know, you've got basically a baseline knowledge that everybody knows what they're doing, but yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, have you like, how do you feel about indoor ranges where there's a, you know, 
don't know. So we've, I mean, we, you know, we have indoor ranges here um, as mm-hmm. well. And I think it, it kind of depends on, on the people that are there is you never know, you know, what the, the level of, of, you know, the, the training or just the, the gun safety that, that people are bringing with them um, when, when they show up and some of it, you know, it's accidental, you know, you're like, you're, you want to take your significant other or your, you know, your kid out that's never <laughs> yeah. shot before. And, you know, you have the, sometimes little mishaps happen like that, no matter, you know, cause it's their, their first time they got the adrenaline. They're like, Oh my God, what's going on? This is, this is amazing. Um, and <laughs> you know, and, and those things happen. Yeah. Uh, but with, you know, with your, like your indoor ranges, uh, where they like have somebody right down there who's, you know, vigilant usually knows, I'd like to say knows what they're doing, but you get those funny videos on oh, Facebook yeah. where the guy's like, all right, I'm going to show you, this is a safety boom. And the gun goes yeah. off. <laughs> so to do that. I'm going to keep you guys jumpy. Um, oh, so, so you, you get things like that, but there's like the expectation you go to one of those and you're like, okay. You know, hopefully the the people that run this establishment and, you know, the, the people that they have down here know what they're doing. Um, and so that, I mean, that, that can be nice. Uh, but then you run the, you run the risk of, I mean, you guys, I think more, cause you're going to, you're going to just like a gravel pit. Um, yeah. It's not necessarily a range. People know people shoot there, but people do other things there. Um, so you kind of have to, to, to weigh that uh into consideration um and you know these people are going to be they're they're going to push your limits because they're going to be all right what's what's this guy going to do he's not going to shoot me you know i can do whatever i want he's going to get out of the way and and you kind of have to as you know being being a responsible you know gun owner oh yeah a responsible gun owner you it's it's you have to kind of you have to take that step back um, yeah. because I mean, it's true. You're, you're not in a, a spot you're supposed to be. Whereas, you know, if you're at an actual range and there's somebody messing around out there, you can, um, you can go and have a little bit better of a conversation. Like, Hey man, this is like a designated spot. This isn't a shared area. This is a spot specifically for, for shooting. You know, your, your actions are, are unsafe. You know, of course we're not going to shoot while you're out there, but yeah. Like, you know, if somebody, you know, there's, you know, there's multiple lanes, you know, somebody maybe down at one side doesn't see you down there and they start shooting and, you know, you're getting hit by like a ricochet or, you know, the guns, guys being safe and working a jam and pointing his yeah. gun down range and, you know, he's working the jam and boom, it goes off and, you know, shoots the guy, you know, yeah. here's this person trying to be safe, um, you know, pointing his muzzle, you know, having that good muzzle control keeping it in a safe direction where he or she knows they're supposed to be pointing their gun. And then there's just some doofus who's, you know, jerking off at the other end. Right. <laughs> well, we, we actually have a really funny story about this. So, I mean, have, uh, have you been to Arizona? Are you familiar with Arizona at all? Or I, I was, was it, is it, is it tractor junction, Delta junction? It was something Apache, Apache Junction. Apache, Apache Junction. Junction. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. drew. I, 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 I've, I've driven through through Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, but but I don't I don't know too much about it. Like stop. So, or- yeah. So okay. So basically, like okay. So this story is relevant. So basically, like you know, I'd say like maybe like sixty percent of Arizona is like desert, right? So mm-hmm. I live down in Phoenix. 
now is is called he's in like the flagstaff area okay. um and the flagstaff area you open your window it's red dead redemption outside <laughs> i mean the whole the whole the whole state's basically just okay. like 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 red dead uh, red dead one I, I actually haven't played red dead two unfortunately <laughs> i uh oh dude tucson's but, worse man tucson's like actually apocalyptic <laughs> yeah you know well tucson how many miles away from the border are you there on tucson uh, you're like a hundred something i don't know oh really it's oh it's that far away oh okay well no i mean actually it might be closer i don't know i i never well, actually went into mexico that's, that's so like that's know. like your that's like your last step before you're going down to mexico but yeah. uh, yeah, I, I used to go to i used to go to school in tucson just for context here so that's that's why i can say that it's called the dirty tea for a reason <laughs> oh it's it dude it's 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 a pit man like you know like I've I've been I've been in, I've been to Tucson like three times in my life and I hope I'd never have to go again. Um, anyway, the, the reason I bring this up is like a lot of it's like desert, right? But there's a there's a part in like the north of Arizona that actually gets a lot of snow, and that's that's the Flagstaff area where Tudor's at right now and and where I grew up. Mm. So anyway, so we were out there. And we're, we, it was it was this scenario. We're out there at this uh, the, at this gravel pit. And there was there that, you know, kind of like throughout the day, like there had even been like other people shooting and it was just kind of like, you know, you walk up and you'd be like, all right, you know, Hey, where are you guys shooting? Where's your firing line? Yada, yada, you know, kind of like the standard stuff. Well, at one point we're, we're sitting there and we're, we're shooting and we, we'd been there for a while and this family rolls up with their two small kids uh. and they, 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 and they like stop behind us and we're shooting. We kind of look over and they're just kind of like looking at us and we're just kind of like, uh, you know, I, like I kind of like wave. I'm like, Hey, like, how's it going? Like, you know, and we're just kind of like, whatever. And then like, you know, uh, the, one of the guys we were with, you know, kind of, we just kind of keep shooting, just kind of keep an eye out, make sure everything's safe. I kid you not, man, these, this family, they start unloading their sleds and, and like for context, they're like, literally like, they're kind of like, to our side and slightly behind us. So they're, they're okay. kind of like, they're like 30 yards to our mm -hmm. left. And they're like maybe 20 degrees behind our firing line, that kind of thing. And there's, so like, that's why, like, and there's also like small patches of snow. Like this is like dirty, small yeah. patches of snow in this, like, you know, like field or like these like hills that are covered with like shells and like lead and all that. Mm -hmm. And so I, I yeah. like, we we're like, Oh, they want to go sledding in this nasty ass pit. Also while we're shooting, <laughs> like what? Dude, so these, yeah, and so that's that's why I bring up like uh, deserts because like you know people come all over the state to air, to Flagstaff because like oh there's a little bit of snow on the ground, and so I watch you know one of our buddies is is shooting and I watch and like these parents and these two small kids the two kids start running across our firing line with their sleds as we're shooting. And they start like trying to get on this hill, and I like I walk over. I'm like, whoa, no, man, like no, you guys can't shoot here. And the dad comes out, and he's like, he's like, what? Or you know, excuse me, you can't sled here. The guy goes, well, we can't sled here. I'm like, dude, no, man, like we we're, we're shooting guns down range. Like, what are your kids could come across our firing line? Yeah. Like, that's so not safe. Like the uh, like the level of the level of ignorance for people that like don't know. That don't know because because I, I always assume that like people that are either you know anti-gun or like not into guns are afraid and yeah. and and kind of like the more the more I go on in life the kind of the, the more I realize like they're maybe not necessarily afraid like they just there's like some basic things that people don't don't understand get, yeah. you know like like don't point a weapon at anything you're not absolutely willing to destroy just like waving yeah. it around and you know. You know, you know, my favorite part of the whole thing is I remember like we were shooting ARs and the dad was like being all confident talking to his kids. He's like, look, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. AK-47. I was like, what? Yeah. 
exactly. No, no. no, that was that. That was the best part. Like the the son looks up at his dad, and, and we were out there, and we had. I, I think I had a I had a BCM. Our one friend had a Geisley, and and, and you tutor. You had your Ruger, you know, like all a, all ARs, and uh, yeah. the little kid looks up at his daddy, goes, "What kind of gun is that, daddy?" And the dad is all like, "That there is an AK forty-seven. I think that's <laughs> that's the default rifle. That's the that's yeah. the default, you know, um, loud, scary black gun. Yeah. Right, right. It is an AK forty-seven. AK forty-seven. Very distinctive noise. It is the weapon of your enemy. Learn it. <laughs> <laughs> your enemy. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. Heartbreak Ridge. Uh, <laughs> um, that's awesome. But uh, no, I, I just, I mean, I, I think that's funny. I mean, I've, I've heard that too. You know, just you know, being me out too, and like, oh yeah, I love the 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 super confident people. Yeah. Uh, when they're out there uh, and they're trying to like show off. You know they're at the range. Uh, no, they've got I you know they've I got don't. their girlfriend there, or mm. you know, or like their mom or dad or somebody. They got some other friends. Like, yeah, man, I know all these. I know all this shit. <laughs> and you know they're just spouting off stuff. And I'm like, hey, look, I might I might not know much. You know, there are there's probably a hundred thousand people out there that know more than me and yeah. can, you know, shoot way better than me, but. You know, I would just shut my mouth and not say anything. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's the exact position I come from, man. I mean, like you know, we I've been shooting like consistently probably six or seven years, and I'd say like for tutor, it's been like three or four. Yeah, I think. Um, but like, I mean, like I operate from the exact same position. Like, man, like I'm like I'm not a I'm not an educated person. Like I like I try not to open my mouth and say stupid shit because when yeah. I have done that in the past, it's really eaten me in the. Uh, oh yeah, you, you know, the, the cringe factor. You yeah. Know, just, oh, it's horrible. It's, it's, it's right it, up there. I, I mean, like I can't speak for all of us. I know I've been there. I know I've been like you know caught with my you know caught with my like tongue between my teeth and just like mm -hmm. oh yeah you know. Um, I, yeah. know, we've, we've, I think it's just part of the process but i think there's a difference between being like humble about it and be like oh yeah i was wrong as compared yeah. to like the jackass that's like trying to be like so confident and just like mm -hmm. no 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 you're wrong i'm right and like yeah like i don't know I, I hate people that do that it's like bro like we're all out here trying to learn i feel like most people that are into guns are willing to teach people about guns and yeah all of that and they're pretty chill uh, it's 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 a sharing it's a sharing you know community and um everybody you know everybody wants to bring something to the table uh and you know you gotta you gotta be willing to you know it's the can you dish it and take it you gotta yeah. be able to like, oh you know maybe you have a different outlook on one thing than somebody else uh i've i've gone to a couple different um uh shooting classes like mm -hmm. you know professional put on by you know different agencies and what i find funny uh, is how different like they're the same but like mm -hmm. how different they teach things and how all right, this is the only way to do it right <laughs> all right when you have your handgun out it is an isosceles stance or all right we're gonna oh, do man. the modified weaver you know that's the only way you can do it it's oh, or like what you do with your gun when you're not using it but you still want it out all right you're in a high ready you're in a compressed ready you come back to soul you know <sighs> 
there's there's so many things oh. and for everybody that that's the only way and anybody who says anything else is a communist you know that's what it feels like i love you know, it yeah, they, they yeah. Those, uh, you know and it's like there's this this is it that this is the law of the land it is my way or the highway um oh, that's and great. i'm like man just just, you know, you gotta, I mean, there's basics that you have to follow, right? You know, you gotta exactly. have good, you know, your, your, your main, like seven fundamentals of shooting that you have to have. Um, but besides that, it's like, it's like a good pair of shoes. You gotta do what feels right, you know, and yeah. find something that initially feels right and then stick with it until you find something that works better for you. And then, and then move to that because everybody's different with it. And, and that was kind of one of my main selling points. Uh, when I was working at, at a gun store, which was, you know, everybody's different. You know, some people like Glocks because that's, it fits their hand. Some people like mm -hmm. Glocks because everybody else carries a Glock. You know, some people like a Smith and Wesson, you know, it's, if you don't like what you're shooting and if it's not comfortable for you, and if it's not something that is not a platform that you want to learn on and you can't feel comfortable getting into you're never going to get into it. You're not going to go out to the range. You know, you're not going to go shooting. You know, you're not going to find enjoyment in it because there's no enjoyment to begin with. You know, like who likes walking around in a pair of shoes that feel like shit, right? That, you know, <laughs> no matter how much you walk in, I mean, at least for the first couple of years, they're not going to, they're not going to feel good, but you get that pair of, that's why you shop around. You find that one pair of boots that fits kind of all right. And then you wear them and eventually they're just the perfect boot for you. And you're going to wear those, you know, those boots until the day you die. My dog is going ham on this bone down here. Yeah. I was wondering <laughs> what that sound was. I was like, man, on the wood time. floor. <laughs> going no, back in that thing. No, we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're pro, we're pro dog here. No, just oh, pro yeah. dog. But, love dogs. Yeah. Love dogs. Yeah. I'm yeah. allergic, unfortunately, but I love them. Uh, yeah. no, she's it's a worthy sacrifice. No, no, we're, we're pro cop and pro dog. So. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> That's good. That's good. But it's yeah. you know, if 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 what I want to say is just like you got to find that that thing that feels right. And once you find yeah. that thing that feels right, you're gonna want to stick with it. Um, and you, you'll see it through. You got to have that, and that helps build your confidence with you. Uh, in there, and if you know, so just just kind of stick with what's what's good for you, and don't take shit from anybody else. That that is so the advice that I wish that we we had or that I had when I first got into shooting because mm -hmm. man I was I was so insecure like I was so like I, like like I like you know because I didn't like I didn't really grow up with like formal training I mean you know mm -hmm. basically like I grew up I was like I was like like young like I was a little kid yeah. my dad would take me out shooting so I've been around mm -hmm. guns like I know the basic stuff but like I remember like really getting into it and not knowing like oh my gosh like what are the exact skills and like like mm -hmm. watching all these youtube videos and being like oh dude like like oh like and just like freaking out and then getting all like you know like w i remember like oh i don't want to like make an ass of myself in front of my buddies at the range but yeah um i think what you're saying is is honestly i think that i think there does need to be more of that said i don't know if you agree tutor oh no i mean i think so i, I mean i love the analogy with the shoes i think that's perfect and like I'm definitely because even when I took my mom out to the range, because like uh like she had like shot before when she was uh because in Romania they had like uh mandatory military service, so she had like shot like AKs, like Kalashnikovs and stuff. Cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, but they never shot handguns, right? Surprisingly. Mm -hmm. Um 
So I was like, oh, I'm going to teach you how to shoot handgun. And so I brought out three different guns. I brought out my CZ P10F, which is a you know a really big handgun. Mm-hmm. And I brought out my uh, Glock 48, kind of a medium-sized handgun. And then my little Ruger EC9, which is a subcompact. Absolutely hate shooting that gun. Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, just try them. You know, it's kind of like the you know Goldilocks and the you know three bears or soups or whatever the, the analogy yeah. is. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, funny enough, like the little 48, or not the little, but the, the 48 in the middle was like the perfect, the perfect mm-hmm. one. And it's like, you know, the, the, the CZP 10F was too big, too heavy, too hard to control. The EC9, the, the, the recoil is terrible because it's just yeah. so tiny. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's great when you have the opportunity to like be able to not only feel them and get your hands around them, but also shoot them and see like, does this work for me? So yeah. I think that's something that should really be promoted more. Cause I, cause I think there is that like, inherent part of the gun culture it's like oh you you either have a glock you have a cz or you know you have some crappy gun and it's like mm-hmm. bro it's not as simple as that no, you, you, you know whatever whatever fits you fits you and you know that's as long as you train with it it, it doesn't matter what it is exactly you know you, that's 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 all that matters is that that you are confident with it you know you know what you're doing with it you want to you know you want to use it and and that's, I think that's, that's kind of what matters. Um, I mean, and again, like, I didn't, I, I didn't grow up shooting either. Um, mm. Like mom was a firefighter, you know, we had a, she had a, she had a 38 special and like nice. she kept that in her drawer and you know, that's like well, somebody breaks into the house, you know, and that was it. Right. That was it. I, I didn't, I didn't grow up with, you know, with guns. I mean, I got a, I got a red rider BB gun when I was like 11 um, oh man, don't and, shoot your eye out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought yeah I was right? And I was blasting soda cans and I yeah. thought that was like the coolest thing ever. Um but you know, I didn't I didn't get into it until, you know, coming up to Alaska and um having it be like a, a bigger part of the culture mm-hmm. of, you know, it's just something everybody did. I remember, you know, like I was at a I was at a donut store having having some donuts with my mom. And I think I was in like, I was in like a freshman in high school and this dude just comes in, you know, he's got like the cowboy hat on, he's got two six shooters on his, you know, his his belt, he's got the shit kickers with spurs on, just walks up, orders himself a coffee, right? Complete and just open carry. And, you know, looks at my mom's just ma'am and then walks on out. And it was like, all right, or, you know, like, yeah. okay where the fuck am i you know what yeah i love it i love it so it was i mean and that's and that was kind of the the just the getting led into to it i was like wow it's was, was kind of cool you know that's that's like the wild west so, yeah. yeah no i feel like the culture like i, I mean I, I maybe maybe it's not true for everyone but at least like i've noticed for the most part like as soon as you start talking to people that are into guns like like even if you have like some tension prior, like man, like instantly that tension goes away. Like it's just like mm-hmm. this like, bond and this connection. Like, like I remember like one time, like I, there was like two girls I was like coworkers with, and like, we went out to to dinner like with uh, them and their boyfriends, and like they they were kind of like not so happy that I was like you know coworkers with them. Like I'm like a dude, and you know they're kind of defensive, understandable. But as soon as I was like, hey, you guys shoot, man, that tension went away. Like instantly they were like talking about <laughs> guns and all of that, and I was like, oh, yeah. bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, so, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's interesting just, like, how, like, the culture just, like, changes and, and brings people together. And it's, you know, like, display, like, obviously, there's some people that are, you know, jackasses and whatnot. But I feel like for the most part, the, the community is pretty great. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that honestly, I, like, 
that makes me think about like this conversation, like right here, like we're literally like, we're all the way down on like the, the Southern border of the U S and you're way up North in Alaska. And, and that's, what's just so cool to me is, is that, you know, I think like probably in like, I don't know if it's been like the last 10 years or what, but I think that the gun community has really grown and really become more of like a, almost like a monolithic thing. You know, and I think like, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe I, like, I want to get your thoughts on that. I mean, do you watch like any of like the gun tubers, like Grand Thumb or like Colin Noir or anything like that? I mean, I've, I've, I've looked at some of them. Um, I like, I, I, I do it for just like product reviews. Um, a lot of it, and you know, it's, you know, there's some good commentary, you know, like Grand Thumb, he's got, he's got his funny stuff, you know, it's yeah, a yeah. laugh. Um, I know a lot of, of those guys are they're they're catering to their, their military communities. Um, and you're, you know, you're getting a lot of, uh, jokes and humor that they're, they're putting out specifically for, for other like-minded, you know, people, uh, that will understand those jokes. Um, you know, I've got Alaska has a lot a very high percentage of people in the military are in, in Alaska, both like active and retired. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just like a, it's a magnet for that. I mean, we've got a, we've got a good number of, of military bases up here. Um, but then a lot of people move back here. Mm. Um, and I think, I mean, from what I've talked, like I've got, I've got a good number of friends here that are, you know, either active or, 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 you know, retired, uh, military for, you know, covering all the branches and a lot of what I've heard from, from some of them and, and the age ranges, you know, vary from, you know, people in their, just in their thirties or, you know, some of my friends who, you know, like, uh, they're in their, their seventies and up, uh, like, so on, on Friday nights I have, you know, I got two buddies and <laughs> we hang out, we have a cigar, you know, have a beer, like a shot of whiskey nice. in his garage. And we just, you know, we shit talk everything. Um, and that's Hell like yeah. our detox, yeah. their detox. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's me. And then, uh, I got one buddy, he's 53 and the other buddy is he's 78. Right. And wow. we've all, you know, you know, similar life experiences. We're at different, you know, points in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can all come together and we find things, you know, we, we've found things over the years, uh, that we had in common and, you know, now just, that's our normal thing. You know, it's our Friday night, you know, we go over there, sit down, you know, listen to like a baseball game, you know, have a cigar and just talk shit. Um, yeah. no, I love that. you that's know, awesome. just bring, like up, bring up stuff that's happened, um, uh, share our thoughts on, on what's going on, you know, it, and I think that's, that's good because it, it can bring out like a different point of view that you haven't thought about because, you know, just your, whatever your situation is, whether it's like, just, you know, grown up in a different place, a different time, you know, like how old you are, uh, just the experiences that you've had. Like I might go there and be like, man, I'm not, you know, I'm having issues with, with this at work and i'll you know be like hey you know i remember dealing with something similar to that here's my life experience that helps me with that Mm -hmm. um and bringing that back to the gun community and how you're saying kind of like it's a monolith i mean i i i I don't know if maybe i'd I'd call it a monolith I, i i agree with you but i think it's just there's all these people coming together and sharing their different experiences with 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 each other um and they're they're able to give these different outlooks 
you know, from from whatever experience they're bringing in, whether it's law enforcement or military, private, you know, civilians coming in um, and just sharing their, it's like a big Discord server, yeah, right? Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I think, and I think that's good. And I, I mean, I think why, you know, you said like within the last 10 years, you're kind of seeing like this, this upbringing in, in that. And I think it's because like right now, you know, Zoom, Zoom wasn't, I don't I don't think Zoom was a thing 10 years ago. I mean, we had Skype, uh, yeah, but yeah. you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. And now, you know, we have all these, you know, ways that are bringing people together, you know, be it, you know, Facebook, Instagram, um, just word of mouth on the street, running into somebody in the store, uh, running into somebody at the range. Um, and then you find those, those, those common grounds. Uh, and then you just build off those, uh, and just everybody benefits from it in a good way. Oh shit. That, that kind of sounds more, I guess, like communism, if everybody's benefiting. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, shit. If there's one thing we're not pro on on this uh, on this podcast, we're not. We're definitely not pro communism. So, man, I gotta make the. I gotta make the the jokes about that. I watched the only. I watched the Long Way Home. I think it was what it was called, and just the other night, and they're all running away from a a gulag in Siberia. And they're like, we gotta, we gotta beat the, the communist masses. We can do it. We can run away. So that's been like stuck in my head. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask, cause like well, Alaska is really close to like Russia, technically speaking. Right. Like, yeah, we, we had, I mean, there's that, uh, that whole, you can see Russia from, from Alaska yeah. and not from like, uh, Alaska, I mean, Alaska is huge. The main yeah. land mass of Alaska is it's massive. Um, and then we have the Aleutian chain, which is mm-hmm. the islands um, that, that reach off like a, like a arm reaching out all the way across to Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and then on the Russian side, they have some islands that are coming across. I think, I don't, I don't know the whole thing about it, but it's, it's like some reef of volcanoes that mm-hmm. formed all those, mm-hmm. those islands or whatever. And from, some of the the farthest islands you can i mean you can see the coast uh, the, a, the russian the russian coast from there uh i think that's also why we have so many military bases here you know that makes sense um, yeah, and that's right. you know it's key i mean we uh, alaska was invaded by the japanese in world war ii so yeah. you know and they they set up set up a some uh camps on whoa i i did uh the japanese invaded alaska during world war ii i did not know that yeah so they it was it was uh adak and oh shit i should know this there was it was two islands Uh, adak and kiska i think were the islands that the japanese invaded um yeah yeah so they invaded that um and then that's you know kind of why we have like we have the big Alaskan highway that reaches you know all the way through you know up through Canada and all the way up the the coast there. Um, can't remember if that came before or after that happened, but anyway, so yeah, Japan invaded um, invaded Alaska and held it for a little bit. Uh, really disrupted um, a lot of the the native communities up there. Um, I can imagine. I can and, imagine. Yeah. So that so yeah and they they stayed there for for a little bit and then they were eventually you know repelled by u.s forces so it's it's one of those things that not a lot of people know because they don't really teach it i mean yeah uh, a lot of 
I mean, I didn't know it until I moved to Alaska, right? You know, you're taking history classes in, you know, in high school and college down in the lower 48s, and they talk about, you know, oh, 1812, War of 1812 is the only time that America has been invaded, right? Like it was the, you know, the British came in and they burned down the White House. Right. Uh, right. But then it's like, no, and, you know, World War II. That's that's very. I'm actually like shocked that I didn't know that. That's very significant. That during World War II, enemy troops were on American soil. Like that. Yeah. That should definitely be taught in like <laughs> but, all <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it's not that that big of an issue. And because another thing, so many people think Alaska is that little tiny island down next to Hawaii in the map like, wait right down there what? there's a lot of people that know like why what? why are you saying it's so cold like it's down there by oh. hawaii and like, Man. and like mexico and california there buddy boy you know, oh, man. take a load off and, uh, I feel like I feel like our education system kind of needs a <laughs> needs to be reformed if that's the case. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I went I went to college up here, and mm-hmm. and that was that was a different perspective too from from the lower forty eights, just on what they you know the, I, the ideas that they teach and the history. I bet I bet you you were spared a lot of the bullshit. That's what I that's what I would bet. Yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of pick and choose. Um, I mean, we have, we've got a couple different, we've got, you know, your community colleges, we've got the University of Alaska, and that's got three branches to it. It's got Fairbanks, uh, Anchorage, and Juneau. Um, and they're kind of, they're just the smaller, smaller colleges, but yeah, it's, I mean, they're nice. Well, I, well, I, I guess so more in terms of just like, you know, the, um, like the liberal so propaganda to, that like is it, promoted, like at like absurdly, like we're talking like things that don't even make sense to be like politically driven in terms of wokeism and PC culture and I, I think like how it seeps in. For me, I found it to be pretty 50, 50 and they kind of just kept to themselves, you know, and it was nice because a lot of people find themselves very centered in, yeah. in Alaska, there's there's a lot of very central views. It's like you know, I support this on this side, but you know, at the same time, I also support this. Yeah. Right. I think. I mean, not to like blow super far over into politics, but I think so many people are like that, where they're like, "Hey, I like yeah. things on both sides. Why can't I have?" But one side's like, "No, we can only have this," and the other side's right. like, "No, we can only have this." And it's like, well, you know, it's it's put in such a negative manner but i think a lot of people here are are more are more central on on their ideas um but i mean i'm, I'm not too into into politics i don't i don't get too to focused on that i mean maybe i should more uh but i kind of stick with what i find important and you know that's kind of what i pay attention to um, no, that's, that's, that's a, that's a really good way to be, honestly. Um, you know, I mean, it, well, I, it actually begs a good question in my mind because I mean, like you're clearly very much into guns and, and I presume mm-hmm. with that very much into the second amendment, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, it does kind of like beg the question is like, you know, um, like maybe this question of like activism almost, or like the, like the question of like how, how involved should like gun people be in in politics and i'm not like you know like me for, like i've actually like you know i used to be kind of political and i've i've 
kind of more recently also taken a step back just especially during these times man where it's just mm -hmm. so it's just so nutty Chaotic. and it's so crazy yeah. and it's, you know like just just for my own mental health um but yeah. the reason the reason i bring this up is because you know we've got stuff like hr 1808 which you know in all fairness like you know like the likelihood of that actually like becoming codified law is relatively low but um i mean what are your thoughts on that like kind of like that balance of like not being it. what was that i said who's gonna enforce it nobody that i mean no, nobody but but yeah. nobody, nobody right now, though, that I guess that's what I'm getting at is like nobody right now is going to enforce that. And I mean, even, you know, we here in Arizona and I presume it's the same in Alaska. Um, Arizona is a sanctuary state when it comes to the Second Amendment. Oh, um, dude, I, I just found out looking at the news feed. Apparently the House passes the semi-automatic gun ban. So apparently, yeah, I, I didn't know that. That, that I, I wasn't looking at the news oh. all day. Sorry, I thought that well, was <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we knew that was going to happen. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I, like, yeah. I was really hoping it wouldn't, but you know, to the well, Senate, it goes. To the Senate, it goes. And then the, the yeah. likelihood of it passing in the Senate is, I mean, it's not zero, but it's in my mind, it's pretty small. I mean, you'd yeah. have to have, you'd have to have a lot of Republicans vote against, you know, or yeah. you'd have to have what, like 10, right. You have to have 10 Republicans vote for it. Um, which, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Um, but I guess like, okay, the reason I bring this up is because like, I, you know, we talked about earlier, like kind of like the gun community and, 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 and maybe not even to really like make it about politics per se, but to make it about just like, like gun rights, um, gun rights activism, or maybe activism is kind of like a loaded word too, but. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I, I, I feel like it's, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm I'm right there with you, kind of on that on the, that that feelings about it. Um, I don't necessarily think it needs, and I I could be wrong on this, um, but from my point of view, it might not need as much uh, activism on it as just like just being let let be. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. So I like, I like what you said about like, you know, who's going to enforce it because like realistically, and I think this is something that Joan and I have talked a lot about. It's like, you know, like one, I do feel like, and maybe not true for all, but I do feel like there are plenty of people that are in law enforcement that are pro to a, you know, pro gun. Mm -hmm. And they would probably hate having to try to enforce such a thing. But on top of that, it would probably be a bloodbath if, if it came down to like actually trying to take guns and all of that. So that, that wouldn't end up, pretty in any by by any means at all yeah i think i don't know i think the only way that happens is like universally people would just have to agree like i mean for me i i, I say this like if we lived in that perfect world where you didn't have you know bad dudes running around and doing stuff you know like what keeps you know cops in business uh, is I say stupid people. It's it's job security, um, and people doing doing stuff they're not supposed to be doing. Um, and you know, I love my job. You know, I'm just starting my career. I you know I hope to to stick with it. You know, that's and you know I can look back ten years from now and be like, oh shit, I should have you know I should have never done that. I should have been a school teacher. Um, but. Uh, I think for me, where I'm at is, you know, like, well, shit, if, if I could get a, a guarantee hundred percent that, um, the world was going to be a perfect utopian, you know, place, uh, and they wouldn't need me anymore. 
um, or just wouldn't need long. I'd be like, oh shit, sweet, awesome. I'd be fine being out of a job for that reason. Yeah. But I think that there's, I mean, I do enjoy it, but at the same time, you know, like that, uh, if, if it was going to be that hundred percent guarantee that everything's going to be good, I'd be like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm, I would be happy to find another job. But until that, that point, you know, I think people got to be able to defend themselves. You got to be able to have your law enforcement. You got to be able to have your military. You know, I don't think that there needs to be uh, like a suppression on that. You know, I think people, and it's, and from, from my point of view on it, it's like, yeah, all right. Did it kind of worry me a little bit when Ruger put out a five, seven pistol at a less expensive price that more people could buy? Mm. Because I very well know that the five, seven ammo is going to go through my bulletproof vest like nothing. Ooh. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? That's somebody's right to be able to have that. I'm yeah. taking that risk and I'm okay with that. Now the chances of, you know, me getting shot with that, knock on wood, uh, are, are low, but you know, that stuff happens. Right. And I am okay with the fact that, you know, these things are available for everybody, which means it's, it's everybody can get it. Not just the people that it's like, you know, the, the, the responsible people can get it, you know, cause tweaker Joe who <laughs> has never committed a crime that makes it so they can't own a firearm saves up. What is it? 750 bucks you know, walks into sportsman's warehouse, you know, passes the background check because again, you know, he's never been convicted of a crime that mm. would like, for instance, like domestic violence, you know, a domestic violence crime with a weapon, which makes it so you can't purchase a firearm, you know? So they've never done that. They can go in, they pass the background check. They buy themselves that pistol. They go out and they buy some ammo for it, you know? And I'm, I'm here to protect that right just as much as, you know, and anybody else's. So, and, and that, well, that's that, I mean, like, Hey, like that's, that's what just makes you so awesome um, is because I, I can only imagine the strain of, of being in law enforcement and, and walking that fine line because you're literally, I mean, you're, you're, what you're saying here is you're supporting, you're supporting the right of people to be dangerous. I mean, like, I think fundamentally, yeah. And this is what, you know, Tudor's really, really said this on previous podcasts as well. It's that like, it's kind of like this concept of dangerous freedom. It's mm -hmm. kind of like, you know what, like, you know, if, if there's going to be freedom, then we're all going to be free. And that's also going to be the people that are really probably shouldn't have access to this stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, and that's, and that's that I, there's that line that you play with, like you were saying, you're, you're walking that fine line because, um, there's like, yeah, it's like, man, you know, sometimes I'm like, wow, I, I wish I could do something that, and this is just me talking as, as, a, as a private person. Like, I'm like, oh man, I wish I could make sure that that person never was able to, to get something that could not just hurt me, but hurt other people. Cause I know they're, they're going to go out and do something, you know, I'll, I'll be watching the news and I'll see something like that. I'm like, man, you know, and for a second, I'm like, oh, shit, we, do, we need those stronger gun control laws. And then I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, I joke, I joke. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, you know, it's, um, it's, it's just important to, to recognize that, that, you know, those, those dangers are out there. And, and, and by being okay with it, 
uh, you you're okay with it for everybody, you know. Yeah. And I think where you get um, that that safer community community is just the more education, mm-hmm. right? The educated people don't make those those stupid decisions, you know. Where there is, you know, where's that education is, people are going to be like, oh shit, there's consequences to my actions, you know, and that's gonna that's gonna limit. That's gonna limit shut my door. <laughs> that's gonna limit. Dog is excited. My, yeah, red alert. Um, there's a dog walking by outside. Um, uh, you're gonna get those. Uh, where was I? Completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, yeah, oh, me man. too. Me too. Um, no, no, I get what you're saying. Like, okay, it's basically yeah. like, like I, I, I find that deeply admirable because I, I like, you know, I'm sure, and I don't want to infer anything, and I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to presume anything. I'm sure you've been in some tight spots during your job. I'm yeah. sure you found yourself. I found. I'm sure you found yourself in places that you definitely did not want to be in at the hands of people that you didn't want to be around without question. And, and like, again, I don't want to delve into that. Um, but that to me is what is so respectful is that like, you know, you're out there, like, you know, it's easy enough for guys like tutor now, like, you know, we, we just have like regular day jobs. Like I, I work, I work construction. Like I don't really, you know, I, I work with like people who are grumpy, but yeah. you know, like no one's, no one's like trying to kill me Like on, yeah. on the better days, at least no one's trying to kill me. Um, but like, you know, but, but like for someone for you, like that's, that's really saying someone that's like, that's a really good testament to your character in that like, no, you're literally out there and you're like, you're out there, you're facing the people that are going to have access to these things. And, and, and that's, what's just so awesome about law enforcement, man, is like time and time again, man, is like, that's the same attitude I meet from people who are in law enforcement. It's like, yeah, it kind of sucks. Kind of makes my life like way more difficult and frankly puts my life in, in way deeper jeopardy, but it, that's, that's that's the way it's got to be that's that's the constitution it's it's that's what freedom is and it's Mm -hmm. and it's man i just admire you guys for that that's awesome so i know i I appreciate that and it's you know it's is what it is comes with the you know the profession i mean people people choose it i mean you know i mean there's no way to not know going into it what you're getting yourself into you know it's not a blind date it's you know you it's a long process. I mean, I don't know how it is for all other places, but I would, I would like to think that they go through a long, long process for hiring. Um, and you know, the extensive background checks and all that. And during that whole thing, I mean, you're talking to, to other people, you know, you, you're, you, you get an idea for it. And then once, you know, once you start whatever training that you go through, uh, wherever you are, I mean, it, it varies. <clears throat> I mean, we had a, we've got a lot of extensive training that we go through. Um, but I mean, you see, you see stuff that, you know, from a, from a safe place, from a, from a classroom setting, you get a, you get to see stuff that really makes you, you know, it's, it's meant to make you uncomfortable and it's mm-hmm. meant to make you think about kind of like what's going on. So, you know, if you, you gotta be okay with that and then just, and going forth, so it's, you're not, you're not getting into it without knowing what, what, what you're getting into. Um, so, uh, well, Beckett, man, it's been an awesome conversation, yeah. dude. I'm, I am so glad you came on and, um, I really hope, I really hope you come on again. Yeah, um, I, dude, I, I think, I blast. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I definitely did too. I think, I think we all did for sure. And, mm-hmm. um, 
I love your, I, you know, I really love your perspective on things. You're not, you're not giving like gun ho, like, like, like literally gun ho, like perspectives on stuff. Like, you know, you're mm-hmm. not going into like crazyville and a lot of like, there is a temptation to do that these days to go into like, yeah. just like into the deep end with some perspectives. But I really appreciate the fact that you give a, a metered and kind of like a well thought out rationalized approach. Like you're not just saying crazy ass stuff and like mm-hmm. hoping it sticks to the wall. And so I really appreciate that. <laughs> if you use enough glue, it'll stick, but <laughs> you, throw it hard enough, you throw it hard enough and it sticks in the wall. Um, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I, I want to be, I want to be humble with my opinions. You know, there's so many people, like I said at the beginning, there's so many people with way more experience than I have, you know, I'm just getting into the game. Right. They, I think they say it's like four years and that's mm-hmm. where you're at. You're no longer uh, like a, a, a newbie at it. You're no longer the rookie mm-hmm. or, you know, you've kind of moved up um, and you're just like that kind of middle of the road. So I'm, I'm not trying to, to come here and, and speak like, you know, I'm some, some, I know everything. Uh, I've done it all. You know, I, there's nothing more I can learn, you know, that's, you know, that's, that's, you got to be humble with that. You can't, you know, walk into that situation. Like, you know, you're, you know, everything. And I think a lot of people, I think, you know, with, with the gun community, a lot of, there's like a, a little bit of a division because a lot of new people are coming into it and you're either having, you're getting those people that are like, Oh, I know everything already. And it's building a rift between the people that are their same age group but are like, no, I, I'm here because I want to learn. I want to learn something. I recognize that there's the people that know more. And I think you guys are like, you're like, I want to learn more. This is where yeah. you talk about stuff. We want to learn a whole bunch more stuff. That, well, that was literally, and, and Tudor is going to have way more to say about this than I do, but that, that, that was literally why we started this. You mm-hmm. know, that's why we started the Instagram. That's why we started this podcast is because we're just two dudes. Like we're like, mm-hmm. yeah. like, like we're, we're literally two dudes that got into shooting and, and like, dude, we don't know what we don't know. I'm not, I'm not even the best shot, man. Like I go out there and I just like, you know, like, like, Hey, I haven't even gone out and shot in like a couple months. Truth be told, I shouldn't say that on there, but like we, we have nothing to prove. And we're just, we're just two guys that, you know, happen to like love blowing money on guns and, and want to learn. And, and I think what's just so beautiful about this is that, you know, linking up with people, meeting up with people that are either maybe somewhat farther in their journey, somewhat, you know, maybe they're behind wherever. And just, and, and, you know, you mentioned earlier, you mentioned talking to, you know, you had like a friend that was like, what, in his fifties. And yeah, the other one that was like 72. And that's really the beauty of it is that like, the, you know, the more connections you have and, and yeah. it, it just adds perspective. And it's just uh, like, like, I, I don't know what else to say to it other than that. It's, it's just great. It's, it's collateral effort. It's, it's, mm-hmm. Well, I think it's that's kind of how we started too. Cause I mean, like I, I didn't really know much about shooting until I started interacting with like the national guard buddies that I, I met through work. And then mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of like led our friend group to start doing like dynamic shooting in terms of like moving and shooting and yeah. you know, running drills and stuff. And cause, like, uh, before we were just like those cringe, like dudes that were just shooting like stationary, you know, like, Oh, there's a target just going to shoot stationary. And I, wasn't, I, wasn't yeah, I would like, say that's necessarily cringy, right? That's, that's, that's your building your basic skills. No, true. Right? true but true. no, I, I do get what, what you mean though. So yeah, like we weren't doing anything else besides that, you know, yeah. cause I mean, I still shoot stationary as well, but like, yeah. I, I also like to, you know, run around and whatnot. Yeah, you're, you're smooth as fast, you know, and you know, yeah. 
Yeah. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Fast. So you got to start somewhere from that. Indeed. Um, that's, Indeed. That's where you get it from just those. All right. You know, you go, you grip, you pull, you rock and lock, you smack, you know, you present all the way out and just keep running that over and over and you, you build those, those oh, yeah. tools. Yeah. So, so yeah. all right. Well, it was good to meet you, Jonah. Uh, yeah. You too. To, to you. meet you in, in person yeah, yeah. once. So yeah, just send him a regular one. Not my, my, he got me to make a Lego Instagram account. Oh, okay. So I have, I've got two now and you know, I've fallen into that. That's, that was bad for my mental health. I think. Oh, really? Now it's like, Oh, I have to, I have to post things. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) So awesome. Well, you guys have a good night. Yeah. Yeah, You too. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Uh, we're going with this.